0: what up
1: episode three
0: what's up man episode three
1: how you doing dude good man it's been uh crazy last couple weeks but uh but overall feeling uh feeling like we're making making some good progress in life you know yeah i think anything uh, anything like significant um did
0: you want to share on the on the air
1: on the air well so I did I did have a death in the family uh my Mm. grandma um so that was why why we took a little bit of a a pause or, or bumped up this episode by a week um yeah since I went back to Albuquerque and you know of course there's quite a bit of reflection I think that happens when you're sort of reminded of your mortality and reminded of the fact that this ride we have is is temporary you know so yeah so overall good though good to be back in Albuquerque with family and friends and trying to trying to remember to celebrate life as well you know I think is is important um so that was a good good time good just sort of time to take a step back and and reflect a bit but also at the same time I think you know implementing some of the stuff that uh, we read in these chapters most recently, mm-hmm. as well as just finding a point where I think I'm starting to feel a little more caught up with uh, some of the day-to-day stuff in my job, and and like just trying to tie everything together. I guess has been yeah sort of where things are at. So I'm ac- I'm actually really interested to hear today you know some of the the things you've been doing recently because i saw that you were going through phase (laughs) phase three 75 hard uh, yeah which will be interesting i think to talk about uh in terms of like the why you did that again and and kind of what that is going into that yeah um but also too you know i think right now there's there's just a lot of opportunity to to continue to grow, um, which is like the whole point of this podcast, right? Right. I think I think it's it's an interesting time right now with with everything that's going on. Um, you know, again, settling into the fact, like in my job, we just got news um, recently that we're going to have the the. I mean, they say the opportunity to work remote, but it's probably going to be like probably mandatory work remote for the next year. You know, until like July thirty first, twenty twenty one. Wow. So so yeah, like kind of wrapping your head around that and understanding, you know, okay, like, I feel like to a certain extent, the last couple of months have been sort of like, trying to put a patch on things or a bandaid on things and trying to make it work, you know, until we go back, whereas now it's like, no, this is going to be, this is going to be the, the environment for Yeah, the like the, the amputation
0: continue. is the solution, you know, exactly, like- yeah. Yeah.
1: So so yeah, it's 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 just interesting times right now, but I think, you know, again, the the book that we're reading uh with Limitless by Jim Quick is definitely definitely has a lot of silver linings just in terms of how you approach life, which has been good. You know, I think there's just kind of, kind of that constant reassessment of like where things are at, uh where you can improve things in your life. Um mm-hmm. I don't know, just feels right now that it's, things are at sort of a good juncture um, yeah. to, to make progress. So, kind of hard to put into words, <laughs> to be honest. But, uh, but it feels like a good feels like a good spot. Yeah, you know, sometimes the
0: your attempt at trying to explain what's happening is actually much more insightful because mm. we it's like it's hard to capture all the elements that go into what affects your mood or your performance, positive or negatively. Yeah. Right? So it's like you think that, you know, for example, you had this situation with your family and that had a huge impact on you. But then it's almost like it, it allowed you to tap into some of the resources that were already available to you, but you, like, it's almost like you couldn't tie them together. Right. And then that's this like experience that you went through uh, kind of forced you in a way to seek help, you know, and then the help was available to you, man. You know, but like, but it's like, well, I mean, that's just my interpretation. Right. Of what that is. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that could like that going back and forth with you could maybe bring you some perspective. That will like maybe yeah you know enlighten you further right, but then it's like well I don't even know if if I capture exactly what you were going through, but the attempt on its own right, right like was worthy and and it's almost like that's the beauty of life you know it's like trying to explain it in a way because you, know, you don't right. really know like what other people really go through because there's so many influences that you know make for example pain for for or like the the passing of somebody right like it's different for everybody based on their current environment and this current influences that they have where you know sometimes it's like extremely devastating to where you know and you're talking about months of just like it's like a, a certain level of hurt you know and then somewhere yeah. it's it's almost like uh it just kind of gives you like a second like it, it makes it it opens your eyes to something greater like oh like you, you know i heard i think tony robbins said that a man or or humans have two two lives the ones that they're born with and the ones when they realize that they only have one life to live and and that mm-hmm. like you know like it's like you, it's like you you have a rebirth but it's almost like i don't know man like it's like you don't know when you're gonna have it unless you realize that you yeah. only have one life and
1: but yeah. but you know it's
0: like no, but I dude do. like everybody knows that right like it's, everybody knows that you're gonna die but then it takes a certain event to understand what that means does that make sense, does yeah. that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I think the part of the issue, too, is that, like you said, we all understand it as, like, conscious, sentient beings, mm-hmm. but at the same time, y- you know, you're not really, like, faced with it on a day-to-day basis, and so at a certain point, you know, you I guess... You can't exactly just mull over it every day, you know, every moment of every day. So at some point, it just kind of becomes noise or, or just this accepted thing in the background. And like you said, it sometimes it takes life being punctuated by some big event or some some epiphany or revelation to sort of really bring that fully uh, to your, you know, to your conscious mind and, and to your day to day mind and, and really, you know, examine that and capture yeah. that. And I think, you know. It's like the classic Socrates quote, you know, the unexamined life is not worth living, and I think that ties into a lot of what we talk about. Where, you know, you you can certainly just live life sort of on autopilot, and, and you know, just kind of wake up, breathe, eat, sleep, you know, do it all over again. Um, but I think you know the goal is hopefully trying to to maximize uh, your time, you know, in this as far as we know, this one life that you're given. And, and really, you know, whatever that means for you, like for some people that might be maximizing, like the amount of happiness and joy and, you know, everything that you can live, it could be maximizing your impact on others, it could, you know, there's a million different ways you could choose to do that. But I think, like you said, um, what's unique is sometimes just having that consciousness or having that ability to take a step back and look at just look at life, you know, look at yeah. your life, look at the nature of life, and sort of use that as a, as a guide to, you know, what the next steps are going to be. So, so yeah, it's very interesting. And and even what you're saying too, in terms of expressing it, um, I saw that Elon Musk had tweeted something a while back saying words are a very lossy compression of thought. And, and it's funny because, you know, again, (laughs) sometimes like we are kind of constrained by just the nature of, of language, you know, sometimes it's, it's really hard to try and, very accurately convey everything that's going on in your head everything that's uh that you're thinking about and, and that you're experiencing yeah. and so i think that's what's really interesting about like different modes of art you know where it could be uh something like you know a speech or poetry or a song or painting or you know whatever but like sometimes you can communicate different feelings or thoughts or or emotions differently uh, on different mediums, so so this is really interesting. I think to think about where, like you said, it's everybody's experiencing things through their own unique lens, and it it's it's hard to really communicate that sometimes. But I think at the same time, just kind of having that sort of ubiquitous understanding is good because uh, we're all humans; we're all going through the same sort of experiences to a certain degree, and and I think being able to convey that and and talk about it is definitely
0: powerful. yeah. It, the you just opened this door of uh, of thought for me, man. Just and in the sense of just how you know you talked about constraints on the words that you use, like you the constraints that come from using words, right? Like you you're only limited to communicating only based on your ability to use words, right? And right, I, you know, I was I've been doing just research on my own, just just for my own personal and professional growth, just improving my communication skills and, you know, improving my vocabulary and, uh, you know, to better lead people. And one of the things that I've kind of understood and, um, or coming to understand now that it really, th- at the core, the most important thing, the most important skill that somebody could have is your ability to communicate with other people. And, and, yeah. and, you know, not only in, you know, when I studied relationships, like that was one of the most important things. It's like, how do you communicate? Right. And when I studied sales, like it's, how do you communicate with people? Like, how are you, you, you're pitching your product. How are you doing that? And then now that I'm studying, you know, organizational and cultures and how to better lead people is communication. It's all about communication. Like, how do you communicate And What are you communicating? And, and the most appropriate way to communicate it and your non communication. So, but it's like, well, you know, you only have a certain number of words, but also people only understand a certain level of words. Because like, how yeah. many times have you talked to somebody and like, dude, I don't know what the fuck you're saying because the words they're using are too big. Like, or, or, or it's something right. in a completely... Or too, too yeah, specific. Or or exactly, textiles, where it's yeah. like, well, but they're using the... like. A lot of words to try to be as detailed and communicate specifically something, right? But then even that right. alone communicates, could communicate something completely different, you know, where it's like, and, and it's like you're, you, you, it's like we're almost like limited by the, because we have to use language or words to communicate. And yeah, And
1: I like that, that thought too, because like you said, we're sort of constrained by the limits of, of language and vocabulary and syntax, but also you bring up a good point that not only like, you know, a conversation is a two way Mm -hmm. thing, right? So there's, there's a speaker and and a listener and it, that role changes throughout the conversation. But, you know, like you said, just as much as the speaker is constrained by their vocabulary or their knowledge on the subject or their, you know, their, knowledge of whatever language is being used so too you know whenever they wrangle their thoughts and eventually get them into words and, and put them out there then it goes through like a second filter of constraint where like you said the listener then it's it's limited again by their their vocabulary their knowledge of the language that's being used their you know uh, understanding and so you have this sort of these two different constra sets of constraints that a lot of times you know it's it's really ambiguous or hard to really know what parameters are there at, at any given time so like you said that's that's why communication you're absolutely right is sort of i think in some ways is almost i don't want to say a lost art but it's I've I've certainly realized it's something that as much as I've always thought I've been a pretty good communicator uh throughout my life, as I've kind of actually you know, really analyzed it more and examined it mm. more, I've it's it's made me realize, oh, there's a lot of pieces that I could really work on that, you know, sometimes I just I think I take for granted in conversations. You know, I, I think like, oh, my audience knows what I'm talking about or they know, you know, these particular like uh pieces of jargon or they know you know uh some of the the details like even with the podcast um I got a little bit of of uh super helpful constructive feedback from from a friend that mentioned um that there were a couple points where like we sort of took for granted that uh, the audience knew the book. Like we said the name of the book really quickly because we're so used to it and we've said it a million times and they're like, I don't know. I, I didn't actually catch what like, book you guys were talking about, you know, like so little things like that. Um, I've, you know, like you said, there's just so many facets of, of what a conversation is to try and be aware of, to, to do, you know, to communicate effectively that it's like you said it's definitely room for for growth and improvement yeah well fuck
0: man let's let's uh re replug the book the book is called limitless upgrade your brain learn anything faster and unlock your experience exceptional life and that's the author is jim quick uh, nice, sir where'd you get it john
1: amazon right uh yeah
0: i think i got it off yeah of amazon. so i got off amazon too. and then what's what's pretty cool about it is that you actually get a ten day boost your brain what would you call it like quick start is that, is that is that what it's actually called? yeah
1: yeah 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 ten day quick yeah.
0: start um then, i mean you just went you you just finished there correct uh, so
1: you just finished
0: the uh the ten day uh program
1: yeah yeah yeah, I finished that. Well, I guess a couple yeah. of weeks ago now. And kind of, I don't know if you want to like talk a little bit about
0: what it is. Um, just
1: yeah, I think it's it's interesting because it gives sort of a I don't know, almost like a, a prelude into the book, or or sort of like a a beginning taste of of what you're going to experience in the book. Because a lot of it is, I think, stuff that you'll see bits and pieces. Um, you know, you'll, you'll certainly see bits and pieces of it in the book, but it's really just kind of like a primer, I guess, a primer to like get you ramped up and start, I think being almost more receptive to some of the ideas that go, that we cover in Uh the book, um, in, in more of like a prescriptive way, because, you know, in the book we talk about a lot of, or, or Jim Quick talks about a you know, a whole slew of different concepts like, uh, you know, most recently focus and memory uh, and flow state and things like that. And so the 10-day quick start program sort of gives you an opportunity to start like creating some habits early on to start, you know, recognizing limiting beliefs and, and automatic negative thoughts um, and really, you know, kind of, yeah, I mean, really just sort of sets you up in, kind of a primer for, for taking in the book, which I think was actually pretty, pretty useful because uh, you build a 10-day habit. You know, it gives you some direction. It gives you some early concepts to start working through. And then, of course, you jump into the actual book once you had it. And then I think you, you made a really good suggestion to, you know, kind of being on that meta level, dude, <laughs> where, you know, okay, yeah, you're, you're reading a book that's about unlocking your brain's potential. It's about, you know, becoming uh, limitless And rather than just kind of doing it in the conventional, like start on page one and end at the end, um, you had recommended to me, even after doing the 10 day quick start, start um, at chapter.
0: It's like 15 or something.
1: 15 something. Yeah, the speed reading Uh, chapter. Chapter 14 is the speed reading chapter. And so, like you said, you don't necessarily have to have all the, the. you know, previous 13 chapters read before that to really get something out of that chapter in terms of speed reading and learning, like, techniques to improve your reading and the speed and comprehension. And you go through, read that first, and then go back to the beginning of the book and, like, actually read the book. Um, And I think that was a really useful sort of tidbit because, you know, again, the, the whole point of the book is, you know, increasing retention, increasing memory, increasing cognitive function, you know, just, again, unlimiting your brain, as Jim Quick says, so so that's kind of a cool little primer on top of the primer that he gives because I think it helps you kind of set yourself up for success when reading the book, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah, man. Well, dude, I'm, I'm like super, super excited about just the book on its own, man. It's, it has incredible information because it's almost like, you know, so I read this, I don't know, probably like two, three months ago. And you know i'm I'm rereading it now, and you know because I have previous knowledge of the book i, I could I could skim some of the uh some of the pages, but what's cool is that like mm-hmm. so i I underline on the majority of my books, and this is one of the books that I underline. and then just rereading some of the stuff that I underlined uh, it, yeah and now like looking back at you know the insight that I've acquired over the last couple of months. It's really it feels it feels cool, man, like and to see just how like some of the things, you know, that I'm implementing now because of this book, like the morning routine stuff that he talks about, uh the like the cold shower stuff that he talks about on here, you know, the 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 finding your purpose, the, the lim- unlimited motivation, like how how do you tap into that? You know, the the yeah. the new learning, the just you know, like some of the diet stuff that I've done, and and uh, it really just, it just you know, understanding the impact that it's had. You know, and, and I think that's something that I feel like whenever you you talk about books with people, it's it's kind of hard to really grasp the impact that a book can make on your life. You know, because yeah. I feel like. Books in a way are, you know, getting back to communication here, it's like, you know, to, to tell people to read a book or to listen to an audiobook is almost it's almost like saying taking the easy way out and avoiding the pain or the, the effort that it would take to communicate the impact that it had in your life. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, oh, well, you have an issues with this, read this fucking book, you know, but I feel like, yeah. With this one, you could actually reference to specific chapters for specific tidbits of information. Like, for example, you know, if somebody has issues with reading, then you could reference specifically to this book to the specific chapter. Where it's not like just like read the whole book and maybe you'll find the answer that you're looking for. But it's like, no, in this book, this chapter, they address this thing. And I feel like yeah. it allows you to have a better communicate, is like a better communication tool, right? Uh, but but I feel like you know we're we're doing a God's work here by actually breaking down like <laughs> the the potentials for for what to actually like the benefits that that people could get from this book, you know, as a listener, like right? Like, I mean, you know, you, you the for example, like the energy stuff, you know, and and how. You know, you you go from, from, well, for me, I drank pre-workout, like, every day for years, and now reading some of the stuff in the book, it's like, oh, understanding that, you know, caffeine is, it's like a a band-aid, right? And then the energy that you need to exercise actually comes from a different source, and, and how changing my nutrition could affect my levels of energy, and what, how do I transmit that level of energy into the exercise? And where does, now where does pre-workout fall, you know, in my list of priorities when exercising, you know, and just, yeah, right. you know, just things like that, man, to me, is just like very interesting. Yeah. Um, so.
1: Yeah. And I mean, even, uh, I guess, kind of a good segue into the, uh, the chapters that we covered most recently is I felt, like you said, a lot of the energy, motivation, purpose, topics like that uh, have been super, super informative and super helpful. And like you're saying, you kind of, different perspectives or different people could take away maybe different areas of particular significance or focus when reading the book. So just as you mentioned how powerful, you know, pieces like energy and and purpose and motivation were for you. For me, I think a lot of the, well, those were certainly insightful pieces of the book. I think some of the more recent chapters, so the the ones that we covered, uh, just to to recap for for the audience, were chapter nine, small, simple steps, chapter 10, flow, chapter 11, focus, and chapter 12, study. Mm -hmm. And some of the pieces that were covered in those particular chapters, I think, are things that have been really pertinent to I think some of the some of the challenges that I feel like I've been facing recently. Like for example, my job, I'm a, a recruiter and so the nature of my work is very you have to be very, very structured, ideally as disciplined as possible with your day and your time there's a lot of things going on all at once you know you're you're managing for example i have a queue of candidates that i work with that's over over 600 i think close to 700 people now and you know on any given day i could be talking to dozens and dozens of people and so it's like how do you try and wrangle in all those conversations how do you stay organized how do you stay just honestly like stay stable and stay sane <laughs> And so, you know, for me, I'm, I've noticed, I don't know if it's as I've gotten older or as, you know, I've kind of grown into a society that's becoming more and more technologically integrated with all aspects of life. Yeah. I've noticed I get a sense of kind of what we, we talked about in one of the earlier chapters with, you know, digital distractions and digital daily. There's those types of conversations. I've realized I get like very very easily distracted, very easily anxious Mm -hmm. and overwhelmed Mm -hmm. with just feeling like there's too much going on. There's too, like not knowing where to start, not knowing how to tackle some of these things because I just know I've got a backlog of things to do and new emails are coming in every minute and, you know, that sort of thing. And so some of of the, the material that was covered in these most recent chapters, I think was super, super interesting for me in particular because, you know, he does specifically talk about, um, you know, the the brain as a muscle, multitasking, and how that kind of factors in with efficiency, you know, tackling anxiety and those anxious thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, so definitely excited to talk about some of the, some of the things that we covered the last couple of weeks in terms of reading and talk about those today, because I know to a certain degree, since you've read the book prior, there's probably certain pieces that you've already kind of implemented, yeah. but then also just like you said, going through it again. I'm sure there's been some useful nuggets to kind of pull out of that and and really focus in on moving forward. So, so yeah, kind of curious, I guess if you had any like big, big takeaways um, to to start with, or, or if you just kind of want to go through chapter by chapter or or what? Uh, Yeah. Well, I guess like the,
0: I think probably the, Dude, I mean I don't know man. I feel like we go chapter by chapter and I have I guess we could start like with the small simple steps, you know? I think that like, yeah. that one was something like that for me was like super hard to implement because I feel like there's a lot of effort that goes into creating change for me like to so, to so the 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 biggest uh the the positive change that came in my life came very fast and it came because i needed a extreme level of effort to implement you know like moving states and and you know like getting new jobs and new opportunities uh, yeah. or or you know like negotiating something like a big project or or you know getting real, into real estate deals that that took a lot of effort and but right. i feel like it's it, you know continuously to to look for those uh, big jumps you know it's it could be extremely taxing and and in a way like if you don't it, so for me it was like if if i don 't find them within a certain amount of time, it creates a certain level of disappointment, which then leads to you know like anxieties and depressions and things like that, and thoughts of right. thoughts like that so like understanding the small, simple steps and what does that look like and and how can I implement that? into my daily routine, you know, like something in a way that it, it goes with my purpose and, and it flows with my goals, like, like creating that, uh, those small habits, you know, for, for success. Yeah. Dude, like it, it's, it's, it's tough for me because it's almost like, uh, like struggling and feeling pain. It's easier than like finding creative like going outside the norm you know so like for example <laughs> the like for me it's hard to be kind to myself like I'm, I'm a very like mean person you know and mm-hmm. but because I feel like it, I used to think that I had it was the only way that I was able to uh, progress you know but it's like right. if, if I don't if I'm not fucking doing good then I'm a piece of shit and then I'll like I'll torture myself until i created that change you know but then it's like i i i kept living on this fight-or-flight mindset you know and and it's like well like if if i don't have to if i feel like i don't have to fly anywhere then like i'm gonna fight until i have to fly again but like i will make myself just find this leaves you know but like but it's like i I was just feeling guilty you know He's like yeah. feeling guilty because not meeting my expectations so like uh you know for, in that chapter like i remember and, and even you know even now like i taking like the small steps like doing one or two things you know it's like uh like for example like this, this podcast like we're doing we're gonna try to do a podcast every week right like that's our intent but it's like I am more excited about every week having one podcast than by saying like, oh, we hit this number of listeners or we hit this number of subscribers. So like like I'm gonna find enjoyment in like the us making these episodes because like I enjoy having these conversations, like I enjoy learning and sharing what I've learned. And like that is my goal as opposed to like this small step every like every week. As opposed to like I'm only gonna be excited when we hit, you know, like a million subs or or like a million downloads per month, or, or whatever, you know. So it's like, yeah, like like right. reframing that approach, and then you know implementing other things, like tr- trying to make, you know, like one or two like steps towards the bigger vision, as opposed to just aiming for that vision and understanding I don't have it yet, and then aiming for a vision, then I don't have it yet, and then it's like I want to go, you yeah. know, I don't want to make this this amount of money, or. Or you know, like do this for a living, but like I, I'm not there yet, so fuck me. Like I wanna, you right. know. So it's like just just a lot of reframing, you know, like and, and creating the right habits yeah. that, again, like create that flow
1: into where I want to go, you know. So, yeah, definitely, and and I think that's kind of this is a a good um good example of how again like different perspectives will pick up slightly different things from the exact same material. I think everything that you mentioned, certainly, you know, is, is obviously a, a very direct te- takeaway from that chapter. And at the same time, it's interesting to see some of the difference differences in, I guess kind of like where each of us honed in on, because I think everything that you mentioned, you know, makes a lot of sense based on your experiences. And, and I think for me, while well, I like I had the same general takeaway some of the things that really jumped out to me just because of I think where I'm at right now with you know <laughs> being in quarantine yeah. and like not having gone to the gym in a while well in since like March now since since they shut down the gyms here in <laughs> Austin and like having to to make do with you know since I don't have a, a at-home gym having to make do with like resistance bands and, and calisthenics workouts and stuff which are great but it's it's not like what I really yeah. enjoy, you know, it's not my, one of the things that I liked most about going to the gym and like doing bodybuilding style training is that sort of, you know, they they talk about in bodybuilding, the mind and muscle mm-hmm. connection. And the goal in bodybuilding is, you know, you want to have that so you can really hone in on certain muscles and, and you know, develop them and grow them. But in, although that's like the functional goal for me, there was almost something meditative or almost like. I, I, spiritual would be too far but like I just didn't really enjoyed the feeling of being so connected to very specific parts of my body like where you know you're say you're doing like cable flies for chest you know in that moment you're struck you're pushing hard you're struggling so you're all your focus is on that moment so there's sort of a meditation there you know happening where you're you're very very clearly focused and present mm-hmm. but then you're also present on you know with a very specific part of yourself and you're very, you know, again, you have this just very close knit connection between mind and, and your the meat vessel that is your body. Yeah. You know? So so like I think um I think something like that, you know, again having that taken away and sort of being like, well, okay, like just stay fit, you know, do some prison workouts or do some calisthenics or whatever. For me, it's just, it hasn't quite been the same. And I've had to try and sort of reframe, you know, my approach to what it means to exercise or what it means to, to, you know, stay fit or stay healthy. And um, I think, you know, for me, that was like a really big Mm -hmm. struggle where, it didn't come naturally. Like I wasn't just like, oh, this is a different mode of fitness. Yeah. Like, so now I'll just shift for me. It was like, well, what's the point? Like, I don't want to do a hundred pushups. <laughs> like I want to do, uh, you know, three sets of bench <laughs> or something, you know? And it, it, just, it, for me, I had a, I've had a really, um, kind of hard time making that jump. And part of it, I think was, you know, you and I were so regimented yeah. in the bodybuilding world or, or in the lifting world where it was like, we knew exactly what we needed to do from, you know, exercise standpoint, like, you know, how much volume, Mm -hmm. how much reps, how much intensity, um, what the diet should look like, you know, all those pieces were so regimented. And so then when I tried to make this jump to doing, you know, like more of a healthy or like fitness oriented goal, in the meantime, it was like, well, since I wasn't connected to Mm -hmm. it, I didn't find any joy in like, you know, trying to hold myself to a regiment of, hey, I'm going to do 45 minutes of calisthenics, or I'm going to do like an hour, you know, it it just didn't really, it wasn't something that I I felt like passionate about, I guess, whereas I did with the other, and, but it was also what was a huge detriment for me, um, was the fact that I was holding myself to some sort of like arbitrary number, Uh you know, Oh, well, you, if you're going to work out, then you have to do it for 45 right. minutes or you have to do it for sixty minutes or something. Yeah. And so then when it, when it would come down to it and I'm like, okay, so I'm going to go do something that I really don't want to do. And then now I'm telling myself that I have to do it for 60, <laughs> like at that point, it just became way too easy to be like, nah, yeah. I'm just not going to do it, yeah. you know? And, and like, like you and I talked about having the ability to sort of take a step back and be like, look, like that number is sort of arbitrary right now. Like, what's your goal? Like, okay, you want to, you've been inactive cause you're not going to the gym, well okay what's your goal you want to you want to get more active you want to kind of get back into things stay healthy on the side till the gyms open up like then you don't need 60 minutes like even get some momentum do do five minutes do do 10 minutes do like things that sound really like really uh silly to us you know as things from the world that we came from it's that's been kind of a game changer because you know even like the other day you know i i had a uh, I think it was like a 30 minute workout or something that I saw on, on, on it. That was like all body weight. I started doing it and I was like, I don't like some of these, these exercises. Like in, in, like in the moment I started changing like the rhythm and changing like the exercise, um, components and and like a change that ended up changing like the duration of it and and like for me that worked because I wasn't like oh I have to do these exact exercises for this amount of time yeah. you know so it's just interesting how again like he talks about small simple steps you know being able to do something towards your goal like as you mentioned having that goal having an idea of what your intention is is probably the most important part yeah. and then also being able to say like hey whatever I put towards this no matter how small will be worthwhile right it doesn't have to be this huge leap it can be five right. minutes a day yeah. ten minutes a day, or yeah
0: yeah two things with that man for one uh you know how much can you bench is a very important question nobody fucking asks <laughs> how many push-ups can you do okay so like yeah. <laughs> like yeah nobody fucking cares anyway you know so just i just wanted to make that clear like don't forget I guess you know like it's an important question like it's a very valuable question uh but you know so like the the the, so exactly what you're saying right the you don't have to do 45 minutes and you changing like that workout right like you were doing a body weight workout and then you tailor it to something that you wanted to do right and right and so you know I learned that in yoga because you know I you know I'm doing uh 75 hard and I thought I was doing phase three, but I'm actually doing phase two. And But it's – and I'll explain kind of the phases later on. But uh, it's, it's a 30-day program, and one of the workouts has to be outside for 45 minutes. Well, dude, I had to, like, reframe what a workout was because I wanted to do yoga every day. But then me, mm. I, I had to question, like, what is yoga? Like, the fact that I can't fucking sit on the ground, dude, like – that alone it's like it's super uncomfortable and it's like okay so i probably should do this because i can't do it you know and then i st- yeah. and then i started just like spending time on the floor like just not not really uh not in like one position or doing like yoga per se uh, but just like like well fuck man like i can't sit on my butt and cross my legs to save my life. Yeah. You know, so like I would try to do that for 45 minutes. Dude, It was fucking painful and miserable. Right. And I was like out of breath and shit just by sitting down and like super humbling, you know? And then I started doing like the 45 minute, uh, I was doing like the 45 minute yoga sessions. And I started thinking was one of the instructors was like, adjust. Like if, if this is too fucking intense, like adjust, adjust, adjust. And it just made me think, like, dude, I don't have to follow the class, you know? Like, yeah. I could just do, like, hold this post for longer. And, and similar to, to what you were saying, which what I think is, is very important to, to, to explore a little bit, is that, like, do you, uh, like, in yoga, they say like, you showing up, like, that's half the battle. But then, you know, it made, it made me think, and it's like, well, like, you could have not exercised, period you know, and then, like, the yeah. fact that you're following somebody's workout plan, or this this program provided by it or or this class that you're taking, like, that is that is only to influence you, but it's not what you have to do, like, you don't have to follow everything on the class, you know, like, and you don't right. have to only take that class, or you don't have to even take the full class, it's, like, your intentions, right. though, like, your goal is to get a good workout, then that should be your primary focus, and if, it, if it's, If it takes for you to deviate, or you know, to maybe do less or do more, then like, then so be it. And like, and and that, and like that, that act of defiance, right? Like, shouldn't be an act of defiance because there shouldn't really, like, you shouldn't like. It's 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 so easy for us to kind of fall into this parameters of what we should and shouldn't do you know and i think a lot of it it might come from bodybuilding you know because like you're used to like okay like on this like what is your split or what is your training approach like arms do you arms on its own day you know do you do like you know they have the squat every day program or you know they have the you know push pull legs off or you know the the meathead one you know they have blood and guts like you have all these different styles and you feel like you have to follow it like you know, you it's like you identify with, for example, blood and guts, and it's like, okay, well, then you only live four days a week, and that's it. You know, because yeah. you have to follow blood and guts. And, or, you know, like, or or it's like, oh, like, I'm bulking? Okay, well, you don't do cardio then. Because your heart rate is going to get too high, and then you're going to burn more calories and blah, blah, blah. Like, all those fucking bro signs that comes behind it. You yeah. know, and then it's like, well, like, the the... Like, having, like, an original goal and, like, an intention to just be healthy, like, should you should expand on on and do what you can do, not what this fucking class tells you to do. You know? And, like, yeah. so for me, it was, like, a very, like, liberating experience, you know, to... And I didn't realize how... how much of an impact those constraints were. Like, a, and, and the... Like how much how much it prevented me from pushing myself maybe to the next level or actually like doing things that actually benefited me specifically like that made me a better person or, or made me stronger or or actually made me reach my goal sport efficiently, you know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, man. Like it's it's fucking it's crazy how. It's, it, it takes, like, what does it take, you know, for you to make that realization? You know, that, that being healthy is yeah. something, that, like, the, it's, a, it's essentially, like,
1: a level of effort that you have to put into your, your health, right? Like, and, right. Well, and I think, like you said, it, it comes down to understanding, like, the importance of intention and, yeah. what, you know, understanding yeah. what the intention is and what the goal right. is, but then also understanding that all these different methods are really just tools, right? And and like you said, blood and guts is one tool that you could use, uh one tool in the tool belt to try and like build muscle, for example. Mm -hmm. But like German volume training is also a different tool. Or, you know, the Lee the Lee Haney style of lifting, stimulate, don't annihilate. Mm -hmm. You know, that's another tool. And, you know, obviously people get very opinionated on which tool is better for what and, you know, which one's most effective and blah, blah. But at the end of the day, they're just all different tools for, you know, in in the case we're talking about usually building muscle, but then again, too, again, it comes back to what your intention is, what your yeah. goal is and certain tools are going to be better than others. But like you said, you kind of have to figure out what's your goal, what's your intention, but then also what's the best tool for you to use to get there. And And like you said, sometimes that's going to be like, hey, they, you know, on it, put together a 30 minute workout, here's the exercises we're going to use, like, let's do it. And you realize, like, this is this is a great program, or this is a great tool. But for me, like, what I'm looking for, like, maybe the, the best tool will be like a slightly altered or modified version of that. Because, you know, again, everybody has their own individual idiosyncrasies, or, or their own individual goals or needs. So yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting piece to like, like you said, kind of, break down the rigidity Mm -hmm. of that body bodybuilding mentality and it's tough because again there's always there's always like two sides to every coin in a certain sense because as much as the bodybuilding rigidity uh of the mentality can be very limiting and and like you said it's it's something that we've had to kind of break down and break through over Mm -hmm. the years at the same time there's also some very very positive and very useful things that we pick yeah. from, from that, even, even the rigidity, like, you know, there are certain points where it's like, Hey, when you know what your goal is and you know what you need to do, having the the discipline and the rigidity in that case to be like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there and like, no, you know, Hey, it's, it's 8 PM. I got home later than expected, but I still got to eat that last meal. Cause I know that's what I need to get to my goal. Yeah. Like you'll do it, you know? So there's, it's, it's very interesting just knowing sort of when to use what tool and, and how because I think that's probably one of the the biggest breakthroughs that we've sort of had, and you know, recently is that understanding the nature of the tools and then when to use them and like when to pull out which one. That's that's kind of I think one of the big takeaways that both of us have had recently. Yeah.
0: Now. Well, I think in the in chapter eleven, man, it's it's all about focus, you know. And I think you know it, it, they talk a little bit about like meditation and, and stuff like that, uh, but. I think for one of the, the cool things about with well, this book is like it essentially to me, everything, everything comes down to individual choice, right? Like at the core of everything is like you, you could choose to invest time in your mindset to change the outcome of things. Uh, or you could just like go with the flow and, accept what comes from it and then if you're unhappy well like you could project your anger towards somebody else or or not you know but uh i feel like you know like to, one of the ways to like think about also it's like you you have to understand like the tools that are available to you you know and i think uh through meditation you could essentially understand and and assess in a more collective way what you have accessible to you and the best way to use it you know and and uh i I think Mm -hmm. uh you know like because i feel like sometimes for example we'll use running right Mm -hmm. like running was the like at one point like arnold ran right one of the greatest bodybuilders of all time that he used to run on the beach but then, yeah. did like, as bodybuilding evolved, nobody fucking runs anymore. You know, they do a stairmaster yeah. or you do cardio for X like amount of minutes or you walk on the treadmill because, you know, people are getting too big and that shit's bad for your knees and all this shit. But then it's like, right. well, I, I feel like running has its own purpose, you know, and, and like a functional body, you have to be able to run but then it's like there right. like in order for you to make that connection, like I feel like there has to be a certain level of like concentration for you to like find the need or like see the the value in running if it even impacts or affects or even is something that you are wanting to incorporate in your life uh, I think that like not being able to like it's like you you have these tools available to you but then you need to be able to focus and understand how those tools apply to your life and or maybe you need to change them if that makes sense yeah and I feel like through I don't know for me like meditation is such a huge thing that uh, it it really kind of allows me to better understand what I'm capable of and like what I could actually accomplish with what I have
1: right yeah and and it's interesting too that um going kind of a half step back to sort of the simple small steps piece again and and how it factors into everything i know um you had you had actually told me about and it kind of <laughs> it kind of also segues into what you're doing again with like the phase tubes that we hard uh, it goes back to Andy Frisella, who you know he's got his own podcast, super successful entrepreneur, uh, owner of a couple companies. He he was talking about on his podcast the you know the power of the power list, yeah. right? And you had you had told me about that when I was kind of in a period where you know feeling a little bit sort of similar to to how things have been recently, where you know feeling a little overwhelmed, feeling like there's a lot on and your a plate and it's hard to kind of figure out where to start yeah exactly and and i thought it was really interesting so you pointed me in the direction of that podcast the mf ceo podcast um and i i listened to that uh, particular episode and it was interesting because on i think on that particular episode he talks about keep it super simple like just what like we're talking about super simple super small develop a habit mm-hmm. right and if I'm remembering it correctly, I think he said for his power list and and what it is, is he's saying like, distill down what you need to do for your day, like distill, distill down three things that you want to accomplish, three goals that you know would make your life better or would get you closer to your goal or, you know, whatever your purpose is. And, and he says, just write down three of them and three things that you can do every day. And that's your goal. And if you get there, great. You know, if you don't like obviously work towards it, but keep it super simple. And I remember, I think if, like I said, if I remember correctly, I think the guest on the podcast at the time was like, yeah, definitely. Like I actually do like five and was kind of touting the, the benefits of doing five, like expanding it out yeah. a little bit. And, and I think Andy Frisella was like, that's good if it works for you, but I want to emphasize just like, definitely do not shy away from just doing three. He's like, I know, you know, for some people you're going to want to naturally be like, a little bit of an overachiever or you want to push things a little bit, but he's like, do three. And I remember thinking about it at the time and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that makes sense. Like, but I, I probably agree with the other guy. Like let's, let's throw five on there whatever. And when it came down to it, the efficacy of, you know, again, setting small goals and achieving them, honestly, the efficacy of setting three small, like important goals um, or or things that you need to accomplish every day I did find was much more powerful to me than, than trying to expand it out into five or more because five, once you start getting up into those higher levels of steps, then it just sort of starts looking like, well, here's my agenda. For yeah. The day, or here's like, you know, here's, yeah, here's mm-hmm. my to-do list. Whereas the three is it's like, here are three small, tangible, actionable mm-hmm. goals. And I know if I do them, I'll, that'll be a successful day or that'll be a step in the right direction. And I just thought that was super interesting. Cause again, like, it's easy to slip into that mentality again of, like, I need to do more. Like, if I'm not doing more, then I'm, I'm not doing yeah. anything. And like you said, like, you're, like, you have to be able to reframe your mind where it's, it's like, no, <laughs> doing nothing is doing nothing. Like, you know, doing three things is, is a hell of a lot more than doing right. zero. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be five things or ten things to be progress in the right direction. It can be something super, super small. I mean, shit, you could probably have a power list that's just one, you know, like, just a power yeah. goal. And you're, you're still lapping the person who's shit. at yeah. zero, you know? Yeah. So, so I don't know. I, I just thought that was a really interesting, like kind of coming full circle, you know, cause that was something that you and I had talked about months yeah. ago. And then, you know, coming back into this chapter with Jim Quick's Limitless, you know, that was something that kind of jumped out to me right away from the reading is like something like the power list where, you know, again, small little goals, but done over time, done, done enough where you can develop a habit become super powerful because eventually they become part of your day-to-day or part of your habitual nature and then you can set three different goals right you know and, and it's something that can build on itself so um so i thought that was interesting but i guess kind of curious to hear quickly the the motivation behind doing 75 party because i remember <laughs> you did it the first time it's a super intense program And you were like, dude, it was super good, got a lot out of it, but I don't think I'm going to do it again. And then here we we are, I think, less than a year later. Yeah. You're you're doing it again. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, you know, the
0: which I didn't really, I wasn't really too smart on the program, but there's like the program has different phases. And like the first phase is 75 days and it's almost like a boot camp. And, you know, the the program, just for those that don't know, is 75 days, no cheat meals. Two workouts every day of 45 minutes at the minimum. One of the workouts has to be outside no matter what. Ten pages of reading, one gallon of water daily, and a one progress photo per day, right? That's like the first for 75 days. Like no cheat mm-hmm. days, no rest days, essentially. The, the second phase uh, of this program is 30 days of the exact same thing. But the, the addition is that uh, you have to visualize... For ten minutes, and you have to take a five-minute cold shower. And mm. the third program, the third part, which is the one that I'm on uh, right now, is you have. It's only thirty days, but it's of the basics. So it's like two workouts, no cheat meals, uh, ten pages of reading, one gallon of water, a progress photo, right? And okay, and what it did like what what ended up happening was like I pull myself through this, like, very, I don't know. I, I tend to do, like, this, like, torturous challenges for myself. Like, I'll do, like, you know, like, 100 squats every day. Like, at the death for, like, 30 days or, like, the 100 push-ups a day. Or, you know, I like to fast because I like to feel hungry. Like, I don't know, man. I just, like, I've been, like, looking for – I try to, like, look for these things uh, to do for myself. Like, I started doing, for example, like, the yoga every day, right? Like, 30 days of, of yoga. Right. Forty-five minutes, like. But then, what started happening was, I started to—I don't know—essentially like feel comfortable doing those things, and kind of like it's almost like I started creating some kind of polarity where either I was like doing some hard shit and and continuously progressing. Or I wasn't doing anything and then I'll feel guilty and I'd kind of jump into something full gear like 30 days of yoga or fucking doing blood and guts again. Uh, but then I, I, you know, through meditation and, and, and doing some writing, I kind of just remember like the time where I've seen the best overall growth has been when I'm on a program like this. And it kind of realigns me with some of the goals that I want to do. And I think this it has a lot to do with the the two workouts and one of them being outside. Like, because, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if I'm not doing, if I don't commit to a program like this, I tend to only do one workout and I think that I'm going to create the same level of intensity, but I don't, you know? And then, so I was doing yoga outside every day with like some kind of meditation or whatever, but, Uh, yeah it started then like i started to be i started to feel like i was being too passive with things and that kind of made me upset with myself like i don't want to be passive you know i felt like i was just kind of like breathing my way through everything and i was like dude like i don't feel like i'm taking action and Maybe, you know, it's, it's more of a mindset than anything, but I was like, I, I have to, yeah. like, for me, like, 75 Heart is, it's like a boot camp thing, you know, where, like, it, it reminded me, like, it's it's almost like a way to brainwash myself. And, you know, because, like, it cuts off the, like, well, I guess not, not so much anymore, but, like, for example, like, alcohol, you know, it was like, alcohol just allowed me to, like, escape, Right. And the fact, mm. like, I'm not able to escape, I have to face things face first, which enlightens me to to realize what the fuck is going on. You know, it's like, okay, like, it's not that this and this and this is happening that I have no control that's affecting me, it's the fact that I'm not taking action, or I fail to recognize that I need to put effort towards these specific things, you know, and, and mm. You know, like, cause it's like, uh, it's it's almost like, have you have you heard of the exercise for people with anxiety, that that they say that or they can't meditate? So like, the, the exercise for is to stare at a candle, and what it does is like your your conscious mind is focused on one thing, but it doesn't really move. And therefore, you could explore your subconscious mind. Right. Yeah. Hmm. And so to me, like 75 hard is something where all of my, I don't know, I guess like destructive intentions kind of get forced into becoming a productive force. Right. So like all of my energy goes into ensuring that I'm drinking the water, that I'm taking the picture, that I'm reading the pages, that I'm doing both workouts, that I'm actually feeling content with how I'm looking. Right. Like it, it all goes yeah. towards that. therefore it, it removes like opportunities for me to eat shitty food that impact my mood. Right. Or consume mm-hmm. alcohol that lead me to eating shitty food that impact my mood. Then, you know, like, cause I don't know. Like, I've, I've kind of realized that uh, a lot of my negative habits and destructive ways of, or, or like, you know, lack of commitment to things comes from the way that I eat, you know? And then when I mm-hmm. allow myself the flexibility of drinking and eating whatever the fuck I want, because it's the weekend or whatever, well, like that's free time that I could be using productively, you mm-hmm. know? And, and almost, it's almost like, dude, I, like, I really cannot just sit on the fucking couch sober, you know, like I, and mm. I feel super lucky because, like, I don't I don't have the urge to play video games. But mm-hmm. if I want to, like, so, so I, I don't want to sit on the couch. Like, I get up and I do stuff, you know, like, or I'm reading or I'm writing or I'm doing something that makes me, that's going to make me feel productive. Because the moment that I eat, for example, something like, I like eating chocolate ice cream. That's, like, my... that's my I don't know like my kryptonite so if I eat chocolate ice cream dude like I'm super fucking full like I'm low energy I want to watch tv you know and just chill but then if I don't like if I don't allow myself to eat that ice cream then I'm not gonna want I'm not gonna feel like I want to chill and watch tv so then it's like well I have to do something that's gonna make me feel good and typically, it's either, well, I could do another workout because I have two to do today, or I could read this book, or I, could, or I could explore this idea, or whatever, right? Or, like, I could work on something, like, I want to learn it, to take pictures. Like, it, it kind of forces my creativity to turn into uh, something productive, if that makes sense. So, like, I started, like, mm. once I started noticing, I was like, man, like, I just started feeling, like, unhappy, again and i was like why like i started questioning like why do i feel unhappy why do i feel happy and you know a lot of it comes from like self-image and like what like my reflection of my day like if it's not a good one like why is it not a good one you know like and it comes down to just like individual choices that i've made right like the the like what that looks like or like the the consequences of those choices and i just like i just recall when i was doing 75 hard i'd made better choices collectively so i was like i want to recreate continue to recreate that feeling of making the best choices that i possibly can and it's just like for me like i don't know it's almost like 75 hard is like a, it's becoming like this, this like idle state, but it's continuously progressing. You know, mm-hmm. because it's like a challenge, like it's like, I'm, I get something out of the day every day.
1: What do you think? The, because I think in in a couple places there you really focused on like you said, progression mm-hmm. and productivity and sort of keeping keeping the ball moving forward so to Mm -hmm. speak what what is that direction because i think one one thing that's interesting to me is that like you said you felt well if i drink or something i can i can be okay with being still Mm -hmm. for a bit and being you know sitting on the couch or, or whatever watching tv and there's a piece of you obviously that is sort of very like very vehemently pushing against yeah. that idea of, of like that can't happen where do you where do you think that comes from in terms of well where does that come from but then also what is the goal what is the end goal in your world of like for example i want to maximize my day and be productive yeah. you know at every waking moment like what in your eyes is sort of the 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 end goal of that or the direction of that yes yeah, that's, that's a good question man so like, for for
0: me, like, I have, dude, this is, this might get a little deep, you know, but.
1: I, I was going to say, I know it's a deep question, but this is broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> so for me, like,
0: I, I have, uh, like, an un, I don't really know how to describe it, but it's like, I, I will feel guilty. Like, I feel like I owe a lot to my mother for giving me the opportunity. Mm. So I will feel guilty if I am not if I don't have the financial and the financial and emotional and well-being success that I can the best. So it's like, if, if I were to just like accept what I have right now, I feel like it just, it, I will be doing the disservice to her because mm-hmm. it's like, I am capable of so much more and me I'm not taking those opportunities like will create an immense sense of guilt right and Mm -hmm. and for me like I don't want to feel like I'm avoiding that sense of guilt like I'll feel guilty if if I like if I just eat like shit if I'm fucking fat like dude I feel guilty you know because like nobody's making me be fat and I'm choosing like at that point I'm choosing to be fat you know And, Mm -hmm. and then it's like like why did I choose to be fat when I had the choice to be lean? Mm-hmm. Well, like, am I like ungrateful for life? Like, that's kind of like my psych- like the the games that I play in my mind, you know, to to make me uh, be healthier and make more money. And you know, like, so for me, the the overall the goal for me is like, I, I want to be self employed, right? But and I also want to be in the best shape of my life. So so mm-hmm. every day needs to to be for me is like i need to be working on work, different ways of making more money or increasing my earning potential and being in the best shape in my life and becoming the best my best version which is like i'm working on my mindset you know like working on uh my fitness uh and then you know like a lot of it for me just, like, because I want to feel confident, right? And confident in in my abilities Mm -hmm. and and confident in in the things that I'm doing. And, you know, I I feel like for me, in order to feel confident, like you you have to feel a certain level of pride in your actions, you know? And the only way for me that I feel pride in my actions is when I see progression. So it's like I really, for me to take a look within and understand where the fuck I am, you know? And, you know, like something that, I learned through 75 hard was the fact that i had a hard time reading you know and and mm. did 30 minutes for 10 pages is unacceptable you know mm-hmm. and but it's like for, like i accepted it right and then mm. and then it just kind of like i started to understand is like okay well why do you feel like you don't know how to read and it's like well you don't know how to read because you never had to read and you never had to read because nobody fucking made you you know because like you, you like nobody forced you to read. The, like learning wasn't a standard, but you actually never took the time to to learn how to read effectively or correct, like cor- the correct way, right? So then it's like okay, so I found I found out how I can improve that, you know. And it's like okay, I, I could take a speed reading course, and and going from I could read 130 words per minute to now I'm reading you know close to 500 words per minute, like okay, I can continue to improve on that skill. And what does that mean? Well, I'm going to be smarter. You know, like I'm, I'm going to increase my, uh, my ability to retain information. I'm going to be able to spark conversations with different people. Like all those things, what do they do? Okay, they increase my earning potential. You know, like I get to know more high, the, the, the quality of conversations that I'm having are a higher caliber, right? And it's like, okay, that, that's, that's the networking opportunities are endless now. You know, and I'm continuously improving in, in that way. Right. But it's like, so it's like now I, I, could, I could feel proud and, and talk about I'm reading and it all comes down to like, well, I didn't know how to read, you know, six months ago. I had no idea, you know, but it's like now I took the speed reading course and I'm reading more and more and more and more. So it's like now I feel proud right. of the things that I'm learning about, regardless of what the fuck I'm learning. It's like I'm learning something and I didn't know how to do this, you know, and and and. Uh, so it's like, for me, it's like the, the constant, I'm looking for ways to make more money all the time, or how to refine the ways that I'm currently making money. I'm, I'm looking at how to improve that. Like, that to me is satisfaction. That to me brings success. That to me means that, uh, I, like, I'm not wasting my time, right? And then same thing for, for a healthy, for a health perspective, like, you know, in, in yoga, for example, like, I'm, I'm still trying to do yoga every day. And, and I could feel myself breathing deeper into stretches and now it's like, okay, like I could, deep, I could sit on the floor now. Like I, I wasn't able to do that, you know, for years or, or like, I, I could see this progress in health, which then leads to like, well, I'm trying to be like in the best shape that I can. And which means that I want to be stronger. I want to be, have better cardiovascular conditioning, you know, like, and then, you know, I start getting to just, I, I, I'm not thinking about like, well, like, I I, I think Cameron Haynes no it wasn't Cameron Haynes but the guy that wrote the book Living with the Seal I, I can't remember the dude's name fuck man oh
1: uh, yeah
0: he, but he, he like invited David Goggins over and his name is um...
1: fuck I'll pull it up
0: I'll, I'll be Jamie oh cool Oh no, Jesse, Jesse Itzler. <laughs> yeah. Jesse Itzler. So that's, that's the name of, of the author. Well, that sounds yeah. Great. So like on his Instagram, he talks about like, you're never too tired for your kids. Right. And then it's like, well, what does that mean? It means that you have to be in pretty good shape because you know, like I know that my life is not going to be easier. Right. And then like me being on top of my game mentally, it's physically demanding. Right. Like, right. Uh, and, and, you know, having these conversations, for example, if you were to work, like, if me you were to talk like this for eight hours, dude, I would be fucking exhausted. You know what I'm yes. saying? But then it's like, uh, like, well, you know, at work, for example, like, I'm, if I'm at work for eight hours, dude, like, I have to be present. Like, I have to be there. I have to be able to answer questions, spark ideas, and challenge people, right? That takes effort. You know, so I'm, I'm learning how to cultivate that energy so where I can continuously uh be at a hundred percent over and over and over and over and over again. And then, you know, whenever me and Gabby decide to have family and, and, and grow our family, well, I'm not going to come home and be too fucking tired. And then just throw my kid a fucking iPad and tell him to shut up. You know? So it's like, mm. I think about that and dude, like that fucking scares me, man. You know, like I'm petrified of that shit. So I have to, so now like to me, that's a goal to be able to handle that level of stress uh, uh, mentally. And still be able to have the physical energy to tire out a two-year-old you know what i'm saying like and and, and yeah. It's, yeah it's fucking hard but like so fucking what you know like I'm, I'm, that's what that's kind of like where for me like my goals and and my end game is and and how i use like that point to allow, align uh, my actions to take me to to those goals
1: if that
0: if
1: that answers your question yeah no no. I I think it's like you said it's a tough question to answer in certain ways just because it is deep it is there are many different factors that roll up up into it and I think like you said you did a I think you did a good job of kind of walking through sort of like the myriad factors at play there because you know it it does sound like a lot of it hinges upon your relationship with your mom and and just wanting to like you said like live life in a way that you can be proud of what you're doing make sure that you live up to the opportunity that that's been provided by her out of curiosity did you has she ever said anything in regards to like hey like here's an opportunity i want you to maximize it like that kind of like explicit communication or is that more like i I, I've just sort of taken this upon myself in terms of, you know, realizing the opportunity that I have and here's how I want to honor it. Is it more like Yeah, that? it's
0: more like that, man. Like, cause you know,
1: the, I mean, if you,
0: if you conceptualize like what parents really want is for you to be alive. Right. Like, <laughs> like ultimately, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> as long as you're like, I guess, healthy-ish, and safe, you know, <laughs> yeah. like it's like cool, like you're not fucking dead, like great, you know. And so yeah. my my mom's point of view is because you know, like she worries about me all the time because, like, well, you know, nobody's making me get up at four a.m., right? right? And the fact that I get up <laughs> at four a.m., it's like, like, well, like yeah, but like sometimes you don't sleep or or you know, like it's like or or you know, when I was. Um, when I was working on, on this house that we were flipping, so I was doing my, you know, nine hours a day or whatever, and then I was putting four hours in this uh, project that we were working on. So on top of that, like, I had to wake up earlier because I was, I was still working out, like, I had to work out, right? And then, you know, like, so eating, like, whenever I could and, and fucking, I was working, you know, close to 16, 18 hours, uh, probably, like, 16 hours a day-ish, I would say. Between like exercising, mm-hmm. you know, my, my nine to five and then the, the additional side hustle, like nobody was making me do that. And she would worry for me for my health. Yeah. But then, you know, like it's like, well, like nobody's making me do this. And like, I, I didn't have to do it. Like my job luckily paid me enough to worry, cover my bills. Right. So it's, it's almost like, well, like I'm, I'm worried for you, but then for me, it's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like sit here fucking comfortably And, like, not try to do anything with my life. You know, like, I'm only 20. I was, like, when I first got into real estate, I think I was only, like, 25 or 26. Like, what am I supposed to do? Just accept it, you know? And then be content for the rest of my life? Like, being content is boring, you know, to tell you the truth. And so it's, like, you know, for her, it's almost like she would much rather for me to just, like, play it safe and... Uh, be like healthy but to me it just I I just I don't I don't see it like that because they're like there's me not taking these opportunities it's like me willingly saying I don't want to try you know and like I I don't think I'll be able to uh, like I can't stomach that you know like me like to me it, it comes off as me or not worthy uh being ungrateful you know it's like i could i could hmm. do this see that
1: that's what i'm that's the piece I'm curious about 'cause i I feel like there's it's a little bit paradoxical in the sense that you're motivated by you know your mom and and the opportunity that's been given and and you know like you said wanting to live up to wanting to live up to that opportunity and and honor it. And also, like you said, be proud of the life that you're living and be proud, have, have something that she can smile on and, and mm-hmm. you know, as well smile upon yourself. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's kind of interesting how it's it's somewhat paradoxical in the sense that, you know, she's a huge motivating factor in your life and, and ha- is a big piece of like the why. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, some of the things that she explicitly communicates to you are sort of contrary yeah. to some of the things that you feel are like a necessity for you to stay challenged or for right. you to 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 make the most of that opportunity. So that's why I was kind of curious to to dig into a little bit because on my end like to 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 offer i guess kind of a counter um or just not even a counter but just a different Yeah, a
0: different perspective,
1: yeah. My my parents I think have have certainly just just like yours have certainly always pushed for be the best you can be, you know, try your hardest, you know, make the most out of the opportunity you've been given. Um, but especially as I've gotten older and, and, you know, like we've talked about have kind of checked a lot of those boxes or, or yeah. you know, have, have accomplished a lot of the, the goals that maybe they've set out or, or right. that society has kind of conventionally said like, Oh, right. here's, you're, you know you you have a career and you you have this kind of car that you drive and you mm-hmm. you make this much like you're successful you know yeah. Like, that yeah kind yeah of thing. like when, once you check check those boxes um i think it's interesting how now like you and i have talked about you then you hit the like what's next or where mm-hmm. do where do we go from here like yeah. do i just continue to just wake up and do it all over again you know every day or and maintain and i've kind of seen like in my pursuit of getting to where i'm at and, and you know obviously, I'm not like, nearly anywhere like close to what I would consider like super successful or anything like that. Um, but getting to where I'm at from like, sort of, in some ways, like a conventionally successful definition, my, my mom has kind of seen the toll that's taken on me to get there. And, and like you said, like the sleepless, sleepless nights, the grind, the mm-hmm. the sacrifice, and especially where I'm at now with the demand of kind of upkeeping where I'm Mm -hmm. at yeah in a lot of places I think she would I mean she kind of has explicitly advocated for you know trying to find more balance kind of like what your mom is saying like trying to find more balance trying to focus on like health and things that in her eyes I think once you again once you check those boxes once you achieve those goals like what's left and Mm -hmm. for her I think what's left is things like family and happiness or fulfillment in life you know on an individual basis things like that that are a little bit harder to quantify than like hey i met i make 100k a year or something like that you know and and that's kind of interesting because i've felt that paradox too where you know like my dad for example (laughs) he really pushed I remember this is before I'd even graduated like high school I'm pretty Uh sure he was talking like about you know hey here's here's like a road you can take like here's how you can be successful like you graduate high school and then go get your bachelor's you know because that'll open up so many doors and like once you get your bachelor's like yeah it's gonna be tough and all that but like once you do that dude it's just two more years and you get a master's think of all the doors that'll open from a master's and then just from there a couple more years dude, you could have your fucking PhD and like, you know, like think like how fucking successful are you then? And like, blah, blah, blah. And and it was funny because there wasn't like a ton of rhyme or reason to it. Like, yeah, obviously if you have a higher education, you have a higher degree in general, like you do start seeing more doors open up for you. But at the same time, like if you do it with some intentionality, right? Like if you do it in pursuit of something and it was just kind of funny for him, I think it was more of almost like a status thing you know where Mm. or like a socioeconomic thing where it's yeah oh you've, you've reached this like pinnacle of education so therefore you've made it or you've reached and it's just funny because again it's like well like why would you get a PhD you know again unless it's in specific pursuit of some field or some goal uh you know personal or otherwise then then like what's the point And Mm -hmm. I think for him, it was, again, like sort of a status thing or or like, hey, if you get to that point, like you should therefore just definitely be making money just like just because you have the PhD. And it's like, you know, when you hit a point where, you know, you you sort of either go in that route or through other routes, kind of hit, you know, check that box of being – Conventionally successful or whatever to a certain degree, then it's just like again you're kind of left with well like what now or what's next and and I I can see like now that we've gotten older and like now he's retired and and now my mom is getting closer to retirement and you know she's starting to see that the realizations that they've had and the experiences that they've had start being echoed in in their kids you know and 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 in me. It's sort of, I feel like changed their perspective in certain ways Hmm. where before it was like success, 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 like work as hard as you can, like, you know, like do everything you can to just basically like squeeze out every piece of of hard work in life. And now it's kind of like, I I think, especially with my mom, she's seen in these later years uh, of her career where. She's like, well, what what is especially when you're grinding for somebody else? Like, what does it all amount to? And Mm -hmm. she's like, man, I feel like I'm losing years off my life, you know, really grinding because I'm, you know, I'm just stressed at work and like I'm not getting anything out of it for me. And so it's just it's really interesting how like complicated the whole situation is, because I think, you know, for me now, that's caused a lot of introspection where I'm trying to figure out like, yeah, what is what is the meaning? What is the purpose of? Like, what do I want to do? You know, do yeah. I want to continue to wake up every day and being like, yeah, cool. Like, I've made it to this point. May as well just keep going further in my career or or whatever the case may be. Um, or is there something different? And I think that's what, like, my mom has kind of alluded to where I think she's kind of pushed a little bit more for, like, happiness and fulfillment in life mm-hmm. um, as she's experienced more and as she's kind of seen me, you know, start hitting some of the... the <laughs> milestones i guess that i've hit in life um and i don't know it's weird it's just i, I was just kind of curious to like i said highlight that piece on your end because I, I did notice like that same sort of paradox where you know again you're motivated by your family and you're motivated by like some of the conventional goals that they put in front of you mm-hmm. and then at the same time as their you know as those goals change or as their thoughts change it's like well how do you How do you grapple with that, especially in a case like yours where I feel like, like you said, she's saying like, no, sleep more. And you're like, ah, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I think I think a lot of it has to do with uh,
0: like just to reference the book again, man, like chapter seven, the purpose chapter, like being able to go through some of those uh, exercises and understand what you link your life purpose to. I think could alleviate because so I think like that's something new that I've developed right like to where for me to to for example to achieve any kind of financial success, I associated pain and sacrifice with it, and I mean, it always works like for sure, you know fucking wake up or go to bed like six hours later, you know, or like four hours later and then grind during those times, like either studying or, or, or trying to like structure deals or whatever that you can make a lot of money that way, but then you're sacrificing your sleep. Right. So then it's like, I wanted to like really understand how can I truly love what the fuck I'm doing, you know, to where on my, like my fucking free time, I'm always seeking these opportunities to get better and to make and to create the success that I want, which has a lot to do with health and, and money, right? So then, like, understanding, like, the purpose, like, for me, like, to, to, to be healthy and wealthy, right? Like, that's, that's a goal of mine. Like, what does that look like? And, and how do you monetize it? And how do you make money doing that shit? Like, I feel like, okay, so I can literally focus my efforts and time into working on this thing. And it'll make me money, you know, but it's, like, I'm actually enjoying everything that I'm doing, and I'm not actually uh, sacrificing anything, because this is what I will enjoy doing anyway. And, you know, like, for example, like, this podcast, right, like, when we're talking about it, I was, like, you know, this is something that we're both genuinely interested in, right? right? And then, which is how we're able to adapt, right? Like, we, we took a week, up, like, after, but we we'll still cover, like, we're still covering a similar number of chapters, or, like, the additional chapters, because, like, well, like, I genuinely enjoy learning about these things. Right. You know, and, and I generally enjoy Im- implementing these things. And I generally enjoy talking to you about these things. Therefore, right. this whole thing, like, it's fun. You know, and it's yeah. like, and, and like, and could this, is this a money making opportunity in the future, like a future money making opportunity? Sure. You know, but it's, it's, it's all fun. You know, and this directly yeah. implements, like, okay, so if I want to be healthy and wealthy, well, you know, the shit that we're talking about in here, it's about health. Right. And then uh, some of the stuff we're talking about could be applied to making money or making financial gain therefore right. this you know this whole thing is is 100 is tied into what i want my purpose in my life to be and you know as yes because this be considered work to somebody else like sure you know the fact that right. we, you have to carve up x amount of time to make sure that this podcast flows like yeah man maybe to somebody but if i'm fucking enjoying it this is cool man you know right. and that, then it's like there, there isn't a lot of a sacrifice that goes into it, you know, but I'm I'm doing I'm doing something that I enjoy doing on my free time. Like yeah. Like and to me like finding ways, you know, that or or different ways that I can monetize the things that I actually enjoy doing. But actually like understanding what I actually enjoy, which is something that dude I didn't really realize that I was so removed from. Yeah. You know, like what do I actually enjoy? you know, I was like, holy fuck, man, like, I'm, I'm like, achieving all these goals that are that I think I have to, but like, nobody's making me achieve them. And I think that I have to do these things to, to be a certain status, you know, but it's like, well, like, there's a meaning behind it, but I don't even know what it is. You know? Yeah. So like, uh, yeah, man, it's just, it's just, I I agree with you. It's very interesting to kind of see the paradox. But I think, you know like it could i think like understanding for example the chapter 7 you know talks about purpose uh it really you know it it really goes into you know how like it, it talks about just you know him spending a lot of time learning and it will take him forever to learn but then once he learned how to learn then it became fun and that became his purpose teach people how to learn right and so then he was learning how to learn which he enjoyed it and then he i don't know maybe you spend less time actually on it but you actually get more out of it right because you're doing things for fun like that you actually enjoy so it's a it's a very i think like like the the define what you love and you never work a day in your life like it's a very vague concept and i don't think it's understood very well, but I think, like, in this chapter, he, he does a very good job at attempting
1: to, to understand it, you know? Yeah, definitely, yeah, and, and like you said, even kind of um, getting to, you know, the chapter on flow and flow state, how that, yeah, like you said, ties into it, I think you're right, where if you, if you cultivate your passion and your purpose to a point that you can work quote unquote on something uh, that's getting you closer to your purpose, yeah. but at the same time, is something that's aligned with your passion. Like you said, you're at a certain point, it probably doesn't even really feel like work anymore because you're, you're pushing the ball forward. Yeah. But you're doing something that in and of itself, the activity or, or the, the effort is something that you want to do and, and that you enjoy. And like you said, one of the, the like, I guess byproducts of that is that flow state, you know, where you something, it has to be something that's challenging. It has to be something that's stimulating, but at a certain point as you develop competence and you develop the ability to sort of just really truly focus in on that and enjoy that activity, whatever it is, you, you really get, you get into that state of flow, which I think is something that is, is really cool to see. You hear about it a lot in, in, sports and athletics and yeah. stuff but you you can definitely see that flow state even like i've had it even sometimes when i'm just knocking out work you know mm-hmm. like when i hit a point where you know in, in the normal work day like i've finally eliminated all distractions i've hit a point where i'm like just just vibing you know just like <laughs> work, like working quickly like knocking things out one after the other like it feels good man it feels good to to have a point where like you said you just enter that flow state and i think a lot of that comes from like you said having that that sense of purpose hopefully aligning it you know with with a sense of passion as well and tying it all together because I think like you said you can accomplish so much when you when you're able to really get into it whether it's flow state or not when when you're able to get into it like you said then you start having that opportunity to work smarter in a way instead of work harder uh, because I, I 100% agree like if you're into it kind of like what he talks about earlier in the book with, you know, styles of learning and being like active Mm -hmm. when you're learning, you know, if you're sitting upright and you're engaged and you're like excited to dive into whatever you're diving into, you're going to retain more of that than if you're like reading an article that somebody sent to you and you're like, I really don't want to read this, you know?
0: Yeah, dude, that's, you know, just kind of, I don't even know what to call this, but you know, you just said, uh, sitting upright and taking in what you're saying. Dude, how physically exhausting can that be? You know? Like yeah. sitting like especially for example, like working an eight hour day and you're sitting on a desk, you know, it's just, like sit upright and fucking uh, breathe through your nose, you know? So so you're yeah. and, like engaged with what you're doing. It's like, well fuck. Like how easy is it to just start slouching and then just yeah. fall into like comfort and and, you know, like allowing those thoughts to kind of come into your mind where it's like, well, like you, you're you definitely bored and you don't want to be here. And I could see, I could feel it in my body language. And then, right. you know, you start acting to it. But uh, so to me, it's very interesting just how important that it kind of highlights the importance of just their overall fitness. Even if you have a sedentary, uh, sedentary job, right, where you're sitting on the majority of the day, like, you should be like being in shape kind of allows you to uh, be more engaged in what you're doing just to, f- yeah. you know, to even just take deeper breaths to, to better focus. Right. Like as simple as that, like, imagine being overweight, like those people that weigh like 300 pounds or 400 pounds, you know? Yeah. Like taking a deep breath is like impossible. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's true. No, I mean, like you said, it all ties together, like as much as as much as it's super important to know how to learn or super important to know how to eat or how to sleep. or you know, all these like kind of, you know, in in the energy chapter, like you said, he does a good job of, I think, tying that all together and realizing that even if you have one of those pieces out of whack, Mm -hmm. it can like have a severe impact on, on everything else or, or have a severe impact on, you know, your cognitive ability or your ability to learn or your ability to process information during the day. And, you know, I think there was, I think there were like seven components to the energy chapter in terms of like brain diets, the actual like food Mm -hmm. that you're putting in uh, to your body, brain nutrients. So, you know, like supplements and nootropics, Mm -hmm. but like exercise, like you said, was a huge one. Even mindset with killing ants, you know, a clean environment, the people you spend your time with, you know, of course, just taking care of your, your head and brain. Um, but stress management, sleep, those were all some very, you know, again, those are like, I guess it was more like 12 things that, that he lists off in terms of just being mindful of where you're getting your energy. And that's, that's a lot, you know, that's a lot of different factors yeah. to, to have all in synchronicity, you know? And I think like, you're absolutely right. I think you do notice a difference and and that's even something I think as much as this whole quarantine situation has been challenging and difficult and, and unexpected ways. I think for me, reading that chapter when I did was sort of illuminating because I realized I was like damn dude as much as yeah like things have been different and you know it does take a mental toll or an emotional toll like at the same time like I went from working out you know four or five days a week to now like just kind of sitting on my ass because I don't have a gym you know yeah and it's like how much is that gonna have a negative impact on you know, not only your cognitive abilities and everything, but also like mood and how you're approaching the day and mind, you know, all those different things. So So whenever, whenever you do exercise
0: or like, like, have you noticed uh, like a, I guess like, have you, have you felt that exercising could be more of a general uh, feeling as opposed to, you know, you talked about like your meditative state or like the meditative state that comes from bodybuilding specifically, like, yeah, do you think that you could achieve the same level or have, have gained the same benefits from just exercising? Like, for example, something like that bodyweight workout that you did
1: or do you? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that is a good question. I've, I've been kind of mulling it over recently with some of like you said just seeing how i feel with different Mm -hmm. workouts and seeing the response i think it's possible i do think it kind of comes down to this admittedly like i do think it kind of of comes down to you know to use the word that we were using earlier like the tool and like how you're using it because Mm -hmm. to give you an example like a pure calisthenics type workout or even utilizing kind of like the crossfit methodology of, of, Hey, we're going to do like X amount of rounds and each round is going to be timed and you have to do, you know, as many reps as you can, you know, something Mm -hmm. like that. I feel like I don't, I just don't get, although you can maybe get a little bit of like a therapeutic feeling or like a, you know, maybe even like a, a meditative like state from doing something like that and just being, you know, again, like pushing your body and exercising. I do think it's just not quite the same as doing I I don't know just really focusing in or isolating like a certain body part or doing a certain type of like bodybuilding type exercise Mm -hmm. and and I know like that's just me but but I will Mm -hmm. say where there there is definitely hope for crossover is with something like yoga Mm -hmm. depending on the type of yoga that you do same thing like if you're doing a like a super fast flow yoga, I think it kind of, for me, it sort of falls into that category of like kind of like the CrossFit bucket where it's like, okay, you know, you're getting your heart rate up, you're getting a good exercise. Like you are definitely stimulating your muscles and stuff and you, like you'll make gains from it. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, for me, it's almost more, it's a challenge of your, I, more just like your heart rate and, and your, you know, kind of athletic abilities. Whereas I feel like if you're doing more of, like a deeper, like stretch yoga or, or maybe even like potentially like a power yoga or something, you're getting the opportunity to like really sink into like the stretches really connect with like the muscle that you're trying to stretch, you know, or like the, the breathing that you're incorporating into the movement. And like, so I, I think it does, cause that's the thing, like I, I have a pretty slow tempo when I'm doing like, say like a bodybuilding exercise, you know, I have a pretty slow tempo when I do that. Mm-hmm. And I think kind of doing those those sorts of like stretches and yoga kind of mirrors that in a way where mm-hmm. you know if you're doing um, I don't know like cat cow or something like you can do it really slowly and really right. emphasize the muscles like yeah you're, it's a whole body thing but you can really emphasize like when I do you know cat cow I really like to emphasize when um, when mm-hmm. doing cow like really kind of like stretching and feeling it in my like lats for example. Mm and so so there's like just little pieces like that where i feel you get that same sort of mind to muscle connection and i mean to be fair in a lot of ways like you could probably even get it more so from from yoga just because of like the nature of it yeah but but i but there's something but there's there's something that's just way too stimulating about the fact that you can kind of have that with bodybuilding and then also like be really challenging the body with you know racking up some some weight or whatever so it's 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 a weird thing but I guess to answer your question I think I think it's possible but I do think it kind of depends on the mode Mm -hmm. um at least for me in particular yeah so you know I took I took a spin class um
0: like last week and it was pretty challenging because I don't I don't do spin classes that often but I was a pretty good – like, I'm – luckily, I've maintained, like, pretty good levels of cardiovascular condition, so I was able to keep up. Yeah. And, and then I did, like, a – did, like, a quick yoga flow right after. And, uh, dude, I feel really good, man, like, because I was so fucking – I was, like, soaked in sweat, Yeah. You know? And, like, my body was, like, my – I could feel, like, my heart rate decreasing. And it just, like, whenever you were saying, like, it, you could get the same feeling that you get from bodybuilding from yoga, but when you're doing these, like, bodyweight boot camps or, or whatever, like, it, you don't really necessarily feel it. Like, that's how I was feeling with spin classes, just in yeah. general, you know, because was like, well, like, like, I'm fucking hyped, you know, and like, my heart races through the roof, but I don't even know why. Like, I'm just yeah. fucking tired you know like yeah <laughs> like i have no pump you know <laughs> <laughs> so it's like what the fuck is the point of this but then uh, i think uh i i think when when i did that little flow right after like it, it really kind of brought it together and it just made me think like maybe that could be like a missing thing you know like because uh like taking like a little bit of like a five minute breather to just i don't know, man, like. I, I read when I first was getting to meditating, I read this guy that he said he will meditate after every workout in the gym, mm-hmm. in the corner without headphones. And that was like his thing, you know? And I was like, well, I wonder, like, but it wasn't, I, it wasn't in a, uh, it wasn't in, like a bodybuilding form. Right. So then I'm like, well, I mean, what if this dude is just like running on the treadmill, you know? And then, yeah. Like meditating after every workout it just you know it, it brought up a bunch of questions but it, you know just i'm just kind of curious to see if maybe it's something you'd be willing to to kind of try and see if maybe it brings you that mind-body connection that i feel like i don't know maybe that you're missing but
1: i don't know yeah i think no i think so and but also i <laughs> i think you brought up another good point too the pump is the cure like like the pump is Arnold said it best dude you know like I think we're all familiar with his famous words by now but like you know it's uh the pump is something else and I think that is I think that is a component that I miss as well like yeah definitely the mind and muscle connection but there's something (laughs) there's something gratifying about you know feeling like like not only did I I like say the biceps you know I worked the biceps today and I know it but also like I know I connected so well with them that they're, like, engorged in blood right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's a whole thing, man. It's a whole way of life. <laughs> well, yeah, I agree. And You know what, dude? I, I, I
0: totally agree, man. I Because, you know, uh, when I first started doing yoga, I was just, like, I was also lifting. And it, it, it almost felt like the the peacefulness from yoga, like, started to to come to uh to the weights and dude mm-hmm. like i wasn't getting pumps man damn so then i was like fuck this i'm gonna go blood and guts like <laughs> <laughs> go all out and then like i'll just leave yoga for yoga and then now but you're, you're absolutely right like the pump is
1: is a huge component
0: i think you're absolutely right it's a huge component man
1: yeah, I think I think like you said, though, putting the um, putting the yoga component in there can certainly help accentuate the sort of that mind muscle connection and that that state that meditative state. I think I think like you said, maybe that's sort of the best of both worlds is eventually eventually getting to the point where hopefully can incorporate, you know, weights back into life and, and start doing, you know, getting back into just the the types of workouts that I I personally really enjoy mm-hmm. but then also like you said kind of throwing that in there at the end to really accentuate certain pieces like the mind muscle connection but also like that meditative state I think that's that's the next that's the next next step for sure and, and not gonna lie man right now things in Austin are Seems like they're kind of on the the up and up right now in terms of openings. So oh. I think I think it might be it might be that time, dude. To here in the next couple of weeks, you know, as long as things don't get crazy again, to, to maybe just take the plunge, man, and get back in get back in one of the gyms. Because now I'm in South Austin, which is there's a whole different whole different slew of opportunities in terms of gyms out here, dude. I'm super close to the Onnit gym now. Oh which, shit. Yeah, which is currently closed, unfortunately, okay. but uh, but whenever it opens, that could be a real contender, because, dude, I'm, like, literally down the road, like, probably, like, five dude, minutes away or something. I think so. you better
0: do it before your boy, Joe Rogan, starts using the <laughs> facility, man, and then the war gets <laughs> out, dude, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're capped that membership, so,
1: you know, just, <laughs> dude... That's true, dude. I gotta start shaking those hands and making those connections before uh, before he comes in, man. That's so when they start doing those VIP events, man. Your boy can slide in.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. But like, oh, dude, I've seen that guy bench,
1: man. Let him in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking sick, dude. Go talk to that guy. He knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I think he's got a podcast. Too. <laughs> yeah, did did you watch the uh... or did you
0: listen to the? The podcast with that with uh, with that magician, what the fuck is his name uh, oh
1: david uh, blaine, yeah david blaine no, i haven't uh chelsea's super super pumped about David Blaine, like she loves all of his because she 's just like i don 't understand it 's got to be real like yeah, it's be real. <laughs> so so i'm super pumped to see like just somebody like because i 've never seen. Just the human side of him, you know, like talking in a right. long form interview format like that. Yeah. So I'm super excited because I I saw the little snippet that Joe posted on Instagram, and uh-huh. I guess he does some actual like magic, w- which makes sense. Like he does some actual magic during the podcast. So I'm uh, I'm pumped, dude.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I won't I won't ruin it for you, but dude, it's super interesting, man. Like, uh, yeah. I've been I've been just watching it in pieces, you know, because <laughs> yeah, like, I I really. Depends on who it is. You know, sometimes I'll just let it play in the background, but this is yeah. not worthy of the background, dude. This is to be, really? like, yeah. Yeah, man, it's just, like... Well, I mean, I, like, it's, like, one of those that you could... You know, if you have, like, a long drive, it's something that's worth listening to. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. For For me, though, like, I tend to have, like, two types of listening opportunities. Like, one's, like, in the background, and another one's, like, while I'm driving, or, or like, yeah. I can actually... I feel like I, I retain things or are more interested in what they're saying and without, I guess, minimal distractions, right? And then if right. it's, like, in the background, like, dude, if I walk away then, and it's still playing, like, I'm not going to go back and, right. and, uh, and catch up, you know, typically. Right. So uh, it's is one of those that, like, I, I, I think I'm, like, two-thirds of the way. Uh, Damn. Three, so, but... It's been out for like a week now, right? Something like that. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that so. makes
1: sense. yeah, so something like that. And and I guess like you said too, there's also probably like the visual component. Yeah. Kind of like so, yeah, definitely. Uh, so this is one like you gotta watch on YouTube. Sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. Uh, do you, do you do like more audio podcasts or do you do
1: the video form? I usually do more of the audio. Okay. Um, which, like you said, it, it just kind of depends. Like if I know the guest is gonna be somebody who I don't know incorporate something visual or whatever then I'll try to I'll try and catch it on YouTube but usually I'm I'm doing it just on the app which I guess on that note I'm gonna have to make the jump to Spotify soon dude because September's coming up quick and since Joe Rogan's got that Spotify deal
0: <laughs> oh shit man that's true damn dude I might cancel YouTube Red then
1: Ooh, yeah because I, I think all of it's going over, uh, video and everything. Yeah. Man. He's going to be, he's going to be Spotify exclusive, man. Yeah. Damn, dude.
0: That's sick. Yeah. i and usually do. Era. Yeah, dude, for sure. Yeah. I, I, I do. So I do, I do YouTube, but I have like the YouTube premium. So. Oh, nice. Like, I, I guess like if it's boring or, or if it's like no visual related or there's no visuals in it, then I'll just lock, lock the phone and it'll just continue to play. Right. Uh, but if it's worth watching, then, like, yeah, man. If it's worth watching,
1: then I'll I'll, I'll watch it. But typically, yeah. it's in the background. I'm, I was doing that this week. I started, uh, I, I did a throwback one of uh, Joe and Joey Diaz. and It nice. was, like, an old one from, like, 2016 or something. But I had it playing in the background. And like you said, I, I have the YouTube one playing since it's on my computer. Um but I, I play it on YouTube and like you said, I'll if I hear like something's popping off or they're showing like a video clip or like something, you know, visuals going on, I'll switch over to it. But but that is what's cool about having it on YouTube is you have the flexibility of both. Yeah. Especially if you got that YouTube premium, man. I love I love how that was the thing that everybody complained about with smartphones, uh, for so long. They're like, dude, I just wanna be able to close YouTube <laughs> and still have it play. And then fucking YouTube was like Actually, we can do that, but you're just gonna have to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> dude, to me,
0: it's fucking worth
1: it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like,
0: I don't know. I'm very big on like controlling your influences, right? And then,
1: yeah. I mean,
0: you know, it's like a lot of the stuff that, for example, you, you you know, we're reading a book on positivity and and like the distractions, right? Limit your distractions, and yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like you know one of the the main reasons why I think you don't have facebook right it's because all the bullshit that's attached to it yeah right and like i don't have facebook i mean i have facebook but i don't use it for that specific reason because i can't really control what i see right like you can fucking share whatever you want and then if i don't want to look at it but then i'm like following you or whatever then i'm still gonna see it you know like and and that could affect my mood or whatever so like i don't I, i don't use it for that reason and then yeah like, same thing with, like, TV and shit, right? Like, I don't watch it because you can't really... You can't control everything that you see on TV. Yeah. Right? But then, you know, so I try to, like, really protect, like, my uh, my influences. And, and if fucking... If, if YouTube's going to show me some fucking ad that I don't want to see, but it's giving me the option to not see it, well, I'm going to take it, you
1: know? Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I mean yeah if you have the option like you said like why not why yeah not utilize it? well if you use it though because like i mean like for me like i like i prefer youtube
0: you know and that's like a, yeah yeah like i but i mean like, some people like spotify yeah you know what i mean like and that's that's perfectly fine like it's just depends on what you what you like you know what i mean
1: no for sure it's uh i i do like youtube as well so that's That's interesting. Now now I'm at a point where I'm like, oh, maybe I should give that a try, but then, like, what's the (laughs) point? Yeah, dude, what the fuck is the point? Like, worst timing ever, I guess.
0: (laughs) Yeah. How was that Joey Diaz podcast, man? Dude, he's super interesting.
1: Yeah, it's good, man. I haven't gotten super far into it yet. I just started it the other day, but uh, I think the reason why, (laughs) in all honesty, the reason why I pulled up that particular one is because I watched a couple weeks back i watched the fear Fa- old fear factor where joe rogan he gets like in a fight with one of the contestants they're doing like a like b or c list celebrity like fear factor and one of the dudes just gets like all pissed off and then joe rogan starts getting into it and and they get into like a little altercation actually oh, shit. On, on the set yeah and like they edited out some of it, so you don't fully see what happens but you could tell like joe like basically got him like he he had him in a spot where he was about to like fuck his world up and then eventually one of the other dudes comes in and breaks it up and they walk the dude off the set because they had just like lost the stunt and uh but i was just like dude what the fuck because the editing was kind of choppy like they didn't show the whole thing and one of the dudes was just like bro he was about to fucking knee his head into oblivion or whatever and i was like yeah he looked like he was about to fuck his world up so I was kind of curious I was like I wonder if he ever talks about cuz you know he talks about fear factor the fear factor days quite a bit right. on the podcast. I was like I wonder if he ever goes into depth on that particular uh episode. So I googled it real quick and apparently it's apparently at some point during the Joey Diaz one he talks about it in a little bit more depth. So uh so I'm I'm pumped on that one. I haven't I haven't quite gotten to that point yet, but so far it's been kind of interesting them just talking about like they've been going into a lot of the old um like Muhammad Ali and, and Frazier and, you know, just a lot of the old, like, boxing lore. And at one point they showed, you know, I was glad I was watching on YouTube because they showed a clip of Muhammad Ali coming up. I think it was coming up to Frazier in some casino. And they're talking about how, like, different gun culture was back then because he, like, pulls out this gun and starts shooting, like, over Ali's head. And so Ali just books it. And then at one point he just, like, Motion, he like shoots his jacket to show that it was just blanks and then he just goes right back to playing like whatever casino game it was and everybody's just like what what the fuck <laughs> dude Joey Diaz is fucking hilarious man like I, my so
0: I think one time I was like man like I really want to laugh so then I like smoked a bunch of weed and then I watched Joey Diaz best of
1: and oh, oh my nice. god dude <laughs> was
0: fucking, I was crying bro I was fucking <laughs> crying man it was fantastic. Like, just this is like the just you know, it's like thirty minutes, dude. You of know, just Joey yes. Diaz, like <laughs> outrageous stories, and dude, I was fucking dying laughing, man. It was it was hilarious, bro. It was fucking Did you hilarious. see
1: that that one one of his most recent ones with I think Tony Hinchcliffe and Joey Diaz, and he they're talking about COVID, like the COVID test, <laughs> uh, like taking the swab up your nose, and he's like. <laughs> You don't want to do that to me. He's like, oh, going to be angel dust, PCP, and cocaine, and ass dust. Yeah. <laughs>
0: They're like, what the fuck? Yeah, dude. Yeah, see, it was like, man, just like a bunch of those, you know what I mean? Like, just different.
1: <laughs> hey, sometimes you got to make your space just for the, the fun shit. Yeah, dude, dude,
0: that's, that's one of the things, man. Like, I feel like
1: uh, to be able to make the
0: conscious decision that that's what you want to laugh. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, to make the effort to, to find something that actually makes you laugh. Like, it's pretty cool, you know? But yeah. it's, like, uh, I don't know. I feel like it's, in a way, like, it's it's a time and place for it, you know? And, and I feel like right. it's, like, an earned, I don't know, for me, like, I just feel like I have to earn it, you know? Because, yeah. like, you know, I don't know.
1: No, makes sense yeah. makes sense i mean like you said it's it's that much sweeter right yeah
0: absolutely like the late
1: gratification is i guess it's worth Dep- it yeah definitely there yeah did you see i kind of want to check out the one uh with post malone as well because he was like he he did a whole separate post like a week later and, and he just like took a picture of that one again he's like dude this was just like one of my favorite podcasts ever like He's cool as fuck, so that might be a entertaining one as well. I, I think I watched the like probably like half of it. Uh,
0: yeah, and then the thing with the so I
1: I, I really do enjoy
0: these podcasts. Uh, like the, the when he has like interesting guests, you know, but it's like sometimes they're too long. To where I only listen to him probably, like, 30 to 40 minutes every other day, Yeah, you know? And so, like, for example, I think I would listen to The Post Malone, but then he had another guest that I was more interested in. Yeah. That's uh, so how, like, I jumped ship from one to the other. What does that mean? <laughs> so, up, He's on yeah, like, yeah, he, man. He has
1: so m- It's fucking crazy now. Like, I think the one with David Blaine was... Well, I mean, I don't know. They're They're all wherever he's at right now, there he's over like 1,500 podcasts now. It's fucking crazy. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, dude. There's, there's so many of them. So, it's like, uh
0: I, I just kind of like, go based on whoever I'm interested at the time, you know? And, yeah. And so, but like, the clips, man, the clips are pretty good too. Like, I, I will sometimes see only the clips, you know, like, for a specific guest. Uh So, Yeah man, it's it's like a hit or miss, dude. We're uh, we're we're pushing two hours, man. We're about to get kicked
1: (laughs) out, dude. You know, coming up, yeah. Yeah. That uh, on the anchor, uh, the anchor limit, dude. Shout out to anchor, though. Yeah, shout
0: out to anchor, man. Well, so let's let's uh, what are are we going to do next week,
1: man? Um,
0: what do you want to do next week?
1: So let's see. So we're at.
0: So with the chapter twelve, I mean, we didn't really talk about chapter twelve, but uh,
1: we we covered it this week. Those that was, that was our yeah focus and study. Damn. Yeah. So I guess yeah, we have memory, speed reading, and thinking left. Which, to be fair, yeah. I mean, honestly. So. What do you...
0: All right. So, uh, I was thinking. Memory chapter is, and to, towards the afterwards, it's about 60 pages. Uh, but we already kind of covered a speed reader, and I feel like we, right. we could just kind of do the remaining of a chapter from chapter 13 to to the end for yeah. next week. What do you think?
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because because the speed reading one is, is even one that I've read before, right. um, like you said, it should be fairly fairly quick so um yeah no that sounds good dude we'll wrap it up and then then it'll be we'll have to figure out where to go from there
0: yeah man well dude always a pleasure man i'm, I'm happy that uh, we were able to to do a podcast this
1: week and uh you have yeah, 55 dude. seconds till we gotta bounce <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude no uh always a pleasure like you said i'm glad it, it's exciting to get to the end of our first book that we're doing here on the Bro Brain Podcast. So excited to see what the next book is going to be, um, and, and of course wrap up this one here next week. And yeah, excited to see what what happens between now and then, man. Cool, man.
0: Well, shit, man. Until until next week, man. I, until I, next week. I, I appreciate the the efforts. Always, bro. All right, always. man. Bye, everybody. And you, carb up. <laughs> carb up. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. Peace.